Welcome to the Day Luna Human Design Podcast, where we discuss all things human design and how it can support you and your spiritual journey. This is not a one-size-fits-all podcast. We are here to inspire awareness about how we are all different and help you answer the questions of who am I? What am I here to do? How am I here to do it? You can thrive and live the life of your dreams just by having awareness of your true self. So dive deep with us, get inspired, and start living your life on purpose. Hello, and welcome back to the Day Luna Human Design Podcast with your host, Dana and Shayna. Today, we are recording an episode to share a little bit about our life experiences and how we have embodied human design and integrated it into our actual lives. Because um, we say this a lot, but all of human design is so fascinating. It's such a detailed science and the information can be really addicting. Like the more you learn, the more you want to learn, the more you want to learn, and it goes on forever and ever. And there's always more to learn, but this um, science is not really that useful unless you're able to make changes in your life, unless you're able to start living by your design, integrating this stuff into your actually actual day-to-day practices in life and um, really living by your strategy and authority. So we did want to open up the conversation to share a little bit about specific stories and specific examples about how we've used our design, how we've followed our authority to make big decisions, um, and also just how we are constantly checking in with each other with little things as far as running our business and just living our life to make sure that um, we're using our open centers correctly and we're um, really accessing the highest vibration of certain channels that we have. So we really just wanted to open up this conversation with you guys to make it sink in a little bit more into a real life situation. Mm -hmm. We get so many questions on how do you actually use your emotional authority though? Like, can you give us examples or can you give us examples of using your strategy? Um, so we just thought that this would be a good time to dive into how we use this information in real life. Um, so that way you guys can really experiment with this information, um, in your life. So information's cool and all, but it doesn't mean anything unless you apply it. So it's the most important thing, strategy and authority. We say it a million times, but it really is the most important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And as we've been just kind of, um, going through this quarantine with you guys every week, we feel like we need to kind of check in and talk about the collective energy and how we as individuals, um, have found a way to really work through it and stay connected to our core and live by our design. And, um, one thing that I thought was really interesting, Shana and I were talking about earlier is, um, your different perspective on really being a thinker who is a zoomed out thinker or someone who's being really detailed and zoomed in. So if you're looking at your body graph where you can find this information on, on your chart is if you're looking at your body graph, you have those four transformation arrows on the outside of your body graph. So if you look at the top right arrow. That's the one that really tells you how you process information, how you learn. And if that top right arrow is pointing left, then you are a specific learner like Shana. And if it's pointing right, then you are a more big picture general 
receptive learner like me. So we were talking about how in this time, um, it's been really fun for me to kind of go inward and learn more and meditate, but really to think in a very cosmic way and to think from a cosmic perspective. Um, So I've been studying like a bunch of sacred geometry and learning about like sacred science and history of different um, sacred sites on earth where there's been these beautiful temples built. And for me, connecting with that um, greater energy and connecting with the entire history of humankind and the entire history of our consciousness being manifested in different forms and studying um, sacred geometry. For me, that's been really comforting, kind of zooming out away from my life as a singular person and zooming out away from this exact time frame where we're having these crazy things happen, but to be able to kind of go back and see Here's, you know, the thousands and thousands and thousands of years on earth and all of the different consciousness shifts that have happened in that time. Um, So for me, with my right arrow, it's been really fun to think in that way. And then Shana was saying that with her left arrow, it's been a good time for her to get really specific when it comes to processing information. Yeah, it's interesting because it has been super, super comforting for me to really dive inward in a very specific way. So really diving into my relationships, um, diving into kind of my inner world, um, with how I'm processing grief and how I'm processing, um, you know, the relationships with my parents or with my sisters or my family members and really doing, um, a lot of inner work has been the way that I've been learning through this kind of collective chaos and learning a lot about myself and learning a lot about how I'm feeling each day on a day-to-day basis and really tapping in inwardly and um, being more zoomed in, in this time. Whereas it's so interesting that just naturally, that naturally happened for me to just zoom in. And that's how I've been learning through this time. And for you, you naturally zoomed out. And it still is deep inner work, but you're having more of a zoomed out point of view and perspective and the collective as a whole and all of the different centuries and our, our human, our humanity and our earth and all of the big stuff that I obviously can definitely talk about, but it's not as comforting to me as it is for me to, to process things a little bit more as zoomed in, if you will. So yeah. So if you are listening to this, take a look at your chart and that top right arrow, and then you can kind of see, you know, um, what way might be more comforting for you to learn during this time. And you can lean into that, to that practice or that strategy, if you will. Mm -hmm. And, um, as we're recording today, we decided to pull a card for our collective together. I really think of everyone who listens to this podcast, plus us, me and Jaina, as one family, (laughs) this like soul family that's like moving through on their human design journey. Like we really feel like it's so amazing to hear from you guys and hear that 
something that we were called to talk about is something that you are exactly going through at this time or that it was like divine timing. And honestly, we just let ourselves channel what we're going to talk about next on the show. And then after we record it, we'll realize like, wow, that was like, so the perfect time to release this because it was on this full moon at this date. And this next thing happened. And like, we didn't even plan that. It's just that like, everyone is so connected. All of us are so connected. Uh, in this like collective consciousness and these people, you know, all of us, these people that are together on the same brainwave on the same vibration. Um, so we did want to pull a card for all of us to get a collective message. Um, so we pulled from our deck that is the star seed Oracle deck. It's by Rebecca Campbell. And, um, We pulled this right before we started recording. Um, So the card that we pulled is called Karmic Relationships. And it's interesting because we just had this pink full moon in Libra. And we released our relationship episode on the full moon. We did not plan that at all. Um, And so on the pink full moon. And so it just feels very serendipitous. But okay, this card that we pulled... um, It says Orion energy, polarity, which is something we've been talking about a lot, soul growth and conflict. And it says the constellation Orion is thought to be, is thought by many to have been a place of great polarity and eventual unity. Some believe that many star seeds who were part of this cosmic history are incarnate on earth now and are playing out karmic relationships from Orion times. Perhaps you are one of them. Polarity causes conflicts and highlights separation. However, because of this, conflict can also result in unity and growth. Too many misunderstandings are caused when we don't open our heart and mind and see things from a different point of view. When we go into reactive second-guessing mode instead of gathering the courage to open our heart, we should admit that we may have reacted because of our own woundings and then find mutual ground. We're all innocent children looking to be seen, understood, and cherished. It's much harder to grow closer through conflict than it is to grow further apart. And yet that's the invitation of conflict. It's easy to react and take things personally. It's more challenging to see the innocence of all involved and find a way to grow closer through the conflict. It's through relationships that we grow the most. How can you soften your heart and drop your defenses enough to see things from a different point of view? How can you see the innocence of all involved? How can you learn to see the similarities rather than the differences? And then it has a starseed soul inquiry, which are questions that you can really ask and journal on if you want to. And the first one is, which relationships do you find the most challenging? How can you see things from a different perspective? How are you being called to allow growth through the conflict? And that final question, how are you being called to allow growth through this conflict? To me, that's really what that the essence of that whole card is about. Like we're having this collective um, crisis, this collective conflict, and your soul, if you're listening to this, Um, was called to be born at this time and to be alive in this time. All of us were. And how are we here to allow these old 
paradigm things to melt away and through this conflict, grow closer, grow more connected, um, grow more into who are, who we are as one collective whole and to really usher in this raising of the vibration for the new paradigm. So it really is like, I think so many of us are those like star seed type of people that are these souls that really are here to help raise the consciousness. And, and this time is unprecedented and it's, it's a part of this up-leveling. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. And I'm being called for some reason to pull another card right now for you guys. Um, for our collective consciousness and our feelings and our hearts and our souls and our energy. And the card that I pulled is called the void. Mm. And it says, stop, embrace winter, great cosmic womb. Ooh, which I'm going to find that really quickly here. Wow. Great cosmic womb. Yes. Which that human design really talks about that too. <laughs> We're all in a cosmic womb. Um, let's see. Okay. Everything and nothing exists in the void. It's where all life begins and ends. It's the winter and the womb. The fertile darkness where all things originate and all seeds grow, comforting and intimidating, freeing and daunting. It can feel both overwhelmingly small and huge. The void is where faith lives. The message of the void is to surrender to the unknown, <laughs> to allow the fertile darkness of nothingness to nourish the new seeds growing within you. Regardless of whether you know what they'll one day become, you're being called to surrender to the mystery of what's next, to rest, and to allow the winter of your life to do the work for you, to hand over your control and trust that just because you can't see what's happening beneath the surface, it doesn't mean things aren't at work. The greatest weavings happen when we find a way to surrender and trust that our life is being knitted for us right beneath the surface in ways known and unknowable. Now is the time to cultivate faith and allow deep, deep rest. The void often surfaces at the end of a chapter or life phase when we're called to let go of all that we know and identify with. When you're in the void, it can feel scary and as if you should be doing something. However, when this card appears, it's a sure sign that the most productive thing to do is relinquish control and surrender to the changing mystery of your life. How are you being called to surrender to the unknown mystery of your life right now? Well, uh, oh, to that, that is like, <laughs> gosh, what a divinely led message. Jeez. I mean, how spot on and real is that yeah oh. like seriously the message of the void is to surrender to the unknown that's where we are all at right now and it's true like surrender you don't have to figure it out you don't have to know there is no right or wrong yeah it's it houses both things 
it's fertile Mm -hmm. and it's dark. It's comforting and intimidating. It's freeing and daunting. It's overwhelmingly small and overwhelmingly huge. All of the polarity that we've been talking about, that's just very true. So if you're feeling ahead of yourself or in your mind or anxious um, or depressed or anything, just know that you can surrender to this pause Mm -hmm. and just stop and embrace the void Mm -hmm. that we're in right now. The womb, the cosmic womb. Mm, I love that, that phrase. That was such a beautiful message. I'm so grateful for that. So um, let's just jump into our story time today about how we have really integrated human design and and what that actually looks like in real time. So I guess, Gina, what I wanted to start off with talking about is um, I wanted to ask you, how do you feel like knowing that you're a projector and knowing that your strategy is to wait for the invitation? How do you feel like that has changed you the most in the way that you work and in your career and in business? Like, how did you feel like you were different before without that awareness? Totally. Yeah. So it's interesting when I first found out that I was a projector, um, I was working, you know, 60 hours a week and I was running a bunch of businesses and I was hustling and doing all of the crazy shit in life. Um, and I was so burnt out and exhausted and, overrun. And I was constantly just pushing and pushing and pushing myself. And part of it did feel good because I was getting recognition for the things that I was accomplishing. Um, and I felt seen and valued, but for reasons that weren't actually from me, um, for my truth, from my like juicy flowing, vibrant energy, it was from my pushing and run down and drained out energy. So, and the, the recognition you were getting us from what you were doing, not from what you were seeing yes. or like the wisdom that you have as an individual, it was like, how much are you getting done? Yes. Yeah, exactly. And I think that, um, my first fear, I guess, or my first challenge that I had with being like kind of integrating this information into my life. First of all, I was like, holy shit, that makes so much sense. I've never heard anything truer in my life, but then it was like, okay, but in reality, I need to make money In reality. I need to, I still have this job and I don't have anything else that I would go to do. So how do I actually apply and start doing that? These teachings in my life. And I've always been a person that has to walk the walk. I cannot talk the talk in anything that I do. (laughs) Like if we, you know how everyone, whenever they're in groups together, they always talk about like, we should go on a trip all together. We should all go here. Next time we should all meet up and blah, blah, blah. Like I do that. Obviously everyone does that, but I can't not start planning and following through and like make the trip happen, make the thing happen, Mm -hmm. really actually do whatever it is that I'm talking about. I'm a diving bitch, like I've said. So, (laughs) um, so hearing about human design was like, okay, I can't just hear about this and 
and enjoy it. I have to really apply it. So my main concern was, okay, but how do I actually work two to three hours a day? Like that's impossible. And so I just started meditating every single morning and talking to the universe and saying, help me work two to three hours a day. Help me to, um, have the space in my day, make the world and my job and the energy around me shift. So that way I can work two to three hours a day. And I don't know how that's going to work, but just make it happen. Like I need, I want to honor my design, help me to live by my design, help me to live by my design. And just really repeating that over and over and over again. Um, and setting a timer and only actually working two to three hours a day. And then I noticed that nobody even noticed that I was doing that. And so that was the first kind of like click of, okay, this is actually possible. If it's something that I'm wanting and asking, then it is possible for me to do. And, um, then we, I I had been using my strategy and authority of talking. I have G center authority. So talking out loud to the universe is like literally how I make decisions and hearing myself talk about my job and talk about what is burning me out and what I do want and how I do want my life to change and what my ideal work situation would be. And really listing those things out, you know, for me, what would my ideal work week look like? How many days of the week would I work? Where would I work? Would I work at home? Would I work in a busy office? Um, you know, how much would I get to travel? What were the things that were actually important to me with work and release getting clear on those. And I, I realized that I only want to work three days a week and I only want to work, um, or three days a week and every other day off or work two to three hours a day, five days a week. And that's it. Um, and that I want to be able to travel whenever I want. And that I want to be able to, um, have freedom and have financial freedom and I want to work from home. And so I had all of these things that I discovered through using my authority. And then I did come to my boss and say, I want to work from home and I want to be able to travel whenever I want. And, um, and then it was my personal work to kind of only work a few hours a day. I was still working like five hours a day. Um, but so it wasn't ideal. I was still burnt out. I wasn't in love with what I was doing. So then we go to Costa Rica and in Costa Rica, I used my authority so freaking much. (laughs) I, by the time that we left, I had no other option, but to quit my job and start my own business because we talked, we talked and talked and talked and talked for a week straight. And we were talking about human design. We were doing human design readings for people just because we were, we couldn't help ourselves. Because they were asking us to, they were inviting us to. They were inviting us to, and we were getting so many invitations on things that we love doing. And I just was able to talk, you know, well, what's going to happen if I do quit my job? How am I going to make money? How am I going to, you know, be supportive for Brian? Is this going to be scary for him? Um, just because I'm wanting to do something, it's, is it fair for me to ask him to jump off this cliff with me? Um, these are my fears around quitting my job and starting my own business with you. Like, 
Do I have what it takes? All of the things, just talking them out and really getting it just out there. And by the end of that week, we did a fire ceremony where we wrote down a thing that we wanted to release. And then we wrote down a thing that we wanted to send off into the universe. And we were on the beach in Costa Rica and it was nighttime. Stars were insane. And it was just the most magical moment. And I, I think I wrote down, um, to release basically everything that was in my last job. And the thing that I wanted to embrace was being a conscious business owner, being an incredible friend and being a badass bitch. I think those were the things that I wrote down. <laughs> and then I like Love released, it. released it into the fire. And then we all like, it was like a wild energy. And I literally feel like we birthed day Luna in that fire ceremony. Like that is day Luna's birthday. And yeah, then we all got naked and got into the ocean. <laughs> And literally went into the ocean naked, never done that in my life. And it just felt so um, primal and natural and amazing and like so connected with the earth and womanly. And just like, we literally birthed this whole new thing in, in us Um, and in the collective, not something that is ours to own, but it's something that came from us to the, that came through us, if you will. Through us. Right. Like we're a channel, a vessel, and there's these amazing things that the world needs that are ready for you. If you can let go of the control and start being, start listening to your authority. Yes. Yes. And it was such a week of surrender, surrendering to my authority, surrendering to my strategy. I did not reach out. I did not say, Hey, do you want me to read your human design to anyone. Um, right. but yeah, we, literally all we were doing every day, all day was talking about human design with people. Um, and then, you know, we had a customer before we even had a business of like, we want, we, we would love if you could put this all together in a box for us. And I want to buy two boxes. We're like, okay, cool. Well, we got to get home and start an LLC and get boxes and get all of the stuff and actually really do it. So it really, um, I guess my point is that, or the lesson that I learned in that it really solidified how powerful it is to use your strategy and authority and that you doesn't have to make sense. It doesn't have to be, okay, well, if I wait for the invitation, then this will play out like that. Or if I use my, my authority, then I'm going to get what makes sense mentally to me. Um, no, it's literally surrender and just let the universe take the reins, let the universe, let everything fall where it will. And you just do your best at being completely authentic at being completely relentlessly um, using these tools that are here to support and amplify your energy in the best, highest vibration possible. So I think that that journey was really um, transformative for me because obviously quitting your job, terrifying. You go from making a bunch of money to having no money. Um, in, and then 
you're actually spending a lot of money on creating a business. And like this whole thing, releasing conditioning around money, releasing condition, conditioning around responsibility, around um, how you do show up for work. And everything changed from that point. I could never go back ever to working mm-hmm. for someone else. I could never go back to um, working more than a few days a week. And now I really do have the freedom in everything that I do to be completely surrendered to my authority. And so when I look back and I look back at that time, when I first started into human design and all I was saying to the universe was shift things around me to help me live by my design, help me live by my design, help me live by my design. And now my whole world has shifted so unrecognizably from a year ago that every single day I get to live by my design effortlessly because I get to choose when I work. I get to choose that I only work two days a week. I get to choose um, how I work and what time of day. And if I need to take a nap and if I need to go for a walk and if I need to meditate right now, I have so much flexibility that every single day my whole world has shifted to allow me to live by my design because I was being so authentic when I asked that. I said, I am trying. I am trying to show up. I want to show up as my true self. I want to use all my gifts that I have. I want to give my medicine to the world. I have these gifts for a reason. Universe, help me to give them. I want to. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Show up for me. Make the world shift so that way I can do this because I'm I'm ready. I want to do this. And a year later, I'm looking back and like, oh, that first initial thing that I asked for, that was the whole journey. And it now is completely shifted to support that first ask that I had. So it's so incredibly powerful when you authentically ask for what you want and you genuinely dive in to do the work of your strategy and authority every single, every single, every single day. Like I can't stress that enough. Um, when you do the work, it reflects out into everyone else's lives. Brian's life is different. Um, you're, well, obviously you're doing the same work as me. <laughs> your life is different and you're, I'm sure that Jared's life is different. Like every single person that you're around can feel this energetic shift that you're doing. And it's insane. It's insane to look back. Yeah. And see how quickly things can change, you know, in two years, in one year, in six months, in a few months, like things can change really, really quickly. Yeah. And it's really interesting. Like when we do readings with people, we always start by asking where you are in your journey, you know, like, are you already doing your dream career? And now you're just wanting to go deeper with your design or are you having no idea what you want to do with your life? Um, but you want to find it, you know, because it depends on where you are, where you're starting from. Um, and for us, where human design came into our lives, it really showed us that we needed a new career and that our career that we were doing wasn't right for us. It wasn't serving us. And it's just really crazy because we are so deeply conditioned to believe that if you want to change in your life, 
You have to figure out what that change is going to be. You have to use your mind. You have to um, weigh the pros and cons of what you like and what you don't like and what's going to make you money and what's not going to make you money and what's going to impress your parents and what's not going to impress your parents. What's going to be a job that helps you use your degree and what's going to be a job that doesn't help you use your degree. You know, we're so taught to think in that way to think what's next for me. It's my job to figure it out. And so for us, um, integrating human design really looked like surrendering that and saying, I don't know what's next, but I know that what I'm doing right now isn't in alignment for me. And instead of figuring out what I'm going to do next, I'm going to put my intention on living by my design. And that means every day, studying what fascinates me. For us, it was human design and not telling other people about it every five minutes, telling them what they should do about it, but instead just learning it and talking about it with the people that you love and saying, I'm so excited that I'm learning this thing. It's fascinating for me. And then seeing those invitations just roll in where those invitations are coming from, um, you start to see like, oh, this is where I'm needed. This is where I'm supposed to go. Um, wherever those invitations were for us, since we're projectors, that really was a natural magnet that brought us into the right direction. Um, and then of course, knowing what we wanted, knowing what was right for us, knowing what our gifts were and using our authority. So for you, Shana, your authority being that G center authority, really talking, getting clear about your life direction. Because if you have G-Center authority, your authority is coming from your G-Center, which is all about your life direction. Does this thing um, fit with my sense of purpose, with my passions, with my life direction? For me, my authority is emotional authority. So the question I was asking myself as I was making these big changes was, is this thing going to genuinely make me happy? Is this thing going to bring a smile to my face? Um, or is it not? And it's hard to believe at first that you can really have everything you want in your life totally make you happy. We, we kind of like don't believe that that can even be true. So we settle a lot and we say like, well, I'm happy in my personal relationship and I'm happy with my home. And so it's okay if I'm not happy with my career because, you know, you can't have happiness all the time. And if that's your truth, then that's your reality. But if you say like, no, one by one, I am going to let go of the things that I'm doing that don't make me happy. And I'm going to make space for the things that do make me happy. And I'm going to believe that life can be easy, that life can be fun, that life can be satisfying, that my job can be a reflection of who I am as a person. And like really letting go of those limits, letting go of that conditioning for me, that was a huge part because my career before day Luna I was already working part-time and I was working as a therapist. And so I was already helping people. I was already guiding people. Um, and I was working only two to three hours a day, but I wasn't making a lot of money at all, hardly enough to even support myself. And I wasn't getting to use my unique wisdom. I was using wisdom that came from a handbook that I had to give and I had to produce data that proved if I was using this handbook or not. And so in, in certain ways, I did already feel like I'm guiding people. I feel an alignment. I'm only working two to three hours a day. And then in other ways, I really felt like, but I'm not being me. I'm putting on this mask and showing up 
as someone who fits in with what is necessary for this job and not as a unique individual who is able to use all of my gates and all of my channels in every aspect of my career. So for me, that was really like the huge shift was becoming more of myself and letting go of the fear. Like I always knew that I was someone who needed to work for myself and needed to have my own business because I don't fit in with the like nine to five, um, archetype system of like a normal job where you come in at entry level and you work your way up and you have an office. Like I knew I never fit in that, but I didn't believe in myself. Like I didn't believe that I could create a job for myself because I'm not a networker. I'm not someone who wants to like go out and call people and, you know, do the whole thing where you're initiating and reaching out. Like I just didn't feel like that was right. So I thought that that meant that I could never be a business owner. So for me, finding human design really freed me to let go of the conditioning that I was holding on to and to let go of the limiting beliefs that I was holding on to that were stopping me um, from just doing what came naturally. And now I'm just so, so deeply grateful that we've created a life for ourselves that feels right. And you, we feel successful and we feel fulfilled and we feel like we're authentic and in alignment. And the things that we do that are challenging, they're challenging in a fun way and in a fulfilling way and not in a draining, um, way that makes us doubt everything, but in a way that makes us feel stronger and more connected to who we are. So that this whole transition for me too, really has been, for me, it was more about deconditioning, I guess, because I already was doing a lot of trajectory things, but I was holding myself back from really seeing my highest potential because of conditioning. Yeah. Whereas for me, it was like, tearing down my whole life and rebuilding a fresh new one. Um, so can you give us some examples of you using your emotional authority? I know you talked about, um, in Ecuador, how you had to use your authority to find a good place to do ayahuasca. Um, and how it was kind of on a time crunch because you're only in Ecuador for so long, you can't give yourself two weeks. Um, if you're only there for three, you know, so can you give us like an example of what that's like for you? Yeah. So for that example specifically, um, you know, we were trying to make a, a choice in our vacation and there's all of these elements at play, right. For that choice. Like how much does this cost versus how much does that one cost? How much money do we actually have? Cause that's like a real thing. Like we had this much money and this one costs this much. And, um, you know, we have this much time and this one starts on this date and that one starts at this date. Like there's all of these physical factors that are very real and it's very tempting to make your decisions with your mind based on those physical factors, because that's so deeply how we're taught to yes. make decisions. You know, it's so deeply ingrained in you to make a decision that way. So for me, um, you know, I had these, let's say five different options of places that we were going to go do ceremony that had been presented to me. And, you know, you're looking at all five, you're investigating, you're seeing which, you know, how they work, where they are in the country, how you're going to travel to them, how much is it going to cost to travel there? How much do each of them cost? What's the time? Like all of these things like that. 
And, you know, instead I really let all of that go. And I just felt into each one of the five options and I felt, okay, I'm looking at this one. Like, does, does going to this one make me feel happy? Like it's really going to be right for me. Bring me that happiness. When I'm there, do I feel like I'm going to just be like, my heart is floating. I feel light. I feel love. I feel happiness. And so I just felt into each one and totally turned off my mind and dropped my consciousness down into my solar plexus, down into my body, down into my heart. And I felt, okay, this, this option, let me feel how this feels my body. And honestly, this one feels like a no. And I don't have a reason why it's not because of the price. It's not because of the location. It's because this one doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel like it's going to bring me happiness. And so that one's a no. And then going to the next one. And like the one that I felt was right for me. I, I didn't look at the price. I didn't look at the time frame. I didn't look at how far it was going to be to travel there. I felt into the energy of that place. I, you know, after doing the research, after looking at the pictures, after watching the videos, I felt in my body that this place feels right for me. I can see myself there feeling so happy and so expansive and so warm, um, from the inside out. And I was like, this is the right place for me. And then of course, reality kind of checks back in and Jared's like, well, that place is you know, more expensive than the other places and it's farther and we're going to have to travel this time. And like, what if they don't allow us there? And, and once I had just made my decision, it's like, okay, great. I really feel like it's this one, but I need to give myself more time. And he's like, and the reality was like, well, you have to put in your deposit in this many days because it starts in these, this many days. And you don't really have time. It was like, well, no, I have to honor my decision-making. I can't allow myself to be rushed out of fear. I can't allow myself to be rushed out of conforming to society's standards. I have to give myself time. And so, you know, giving myself, I gave myself three days when it, when it seemed like there really wasn't enough time to do that. And it ended up working out and it ended up being the perfect place. And, um, it didn't matter in the end that it was a little more expensive and it didn't matter in the end that it was a little further. And it didn't matter in the end that I waited three days to make my decision. It all worked out and it ended up being the place that was 1000% divinely connected, the correct place for us. Like, straight up from source energy, I was led there through my authority. And I let go of the prices. Like if I used my mind, I would have picked a different place because a different place would have been cheaper. It would have been closer. Um, it looked just as good on in the pictures, but instead I really used my body's intelligence. I used my form of intuition of knowing and my form of knowing comes from my solar plexus and it takes time and I have to be in a neutral to feel it. And when I am in that neutral, I feel, does this thing bring me happiness or not? So it really is, you know, about knowing your authority, how yours works so deeply, um, that it comes second nature to you. It becomes your only version of truth. And in the beginning, it's hard to let go of the way that we're taught to make decisions. Um, and depending on what your authority is, like, you know, in the beginning of 
me learning about human design, I really thought sacral authority was like the easiest because you just follow your gut. You just know it's just boom, there it is. And I was like, for mine, I have to give myself time and I have my wave that's coloring my decision. So sometimes I'll genuinely feel like this is a no for me. And then when I'm in my neutral, it's actually a yes for me. And so in the beginning, I really had judgment against it. Like, like, why is this my authority? And it's just for me, it was about releasing that comparison, releasing the conditioning and really leaning into my version of truth. And, you know, for these big decisions in your life, you know, buying a house, um, getting married, things like that. We are, those are the decisions that people regret for the rest of their life. If they make that decision with their mind and they allow themselves to be swayed by conditioning and they go against their own personal truth, you know, for those big decisions, those are the ones that we're taught the most that we have to do a pros and cons list that we have to check in with the experts about what they say is the best decision. But those really, those giant big life altering decisions are the ones that you have to, you must let your authority lead you in. So what does that look like for you and Jared? Because he has sacral authority um, Mm -hmm. and he makes those decisions in the moment, but you have to give yourself that time and come to neutrality and then feel it in your body. So that is something that is really takes a lot of awareness to, um, to navigate because he is able to make decisions in the moment. And so the tendency can be that my authority can get pushed aside because he's already decided. And then we both have to do what is right for him. But for this situation specifically, because every situation is differently, um, his, his, his authority told him he didn't know it didn't, it didn't really matter to him. And so for him, that was like, okay, give it more time. Let him be asked again. Let him be initiated again for that sacral response. Um, And when I had my answer, then I presented it to him. Does, do you want to go to this place? And then he looked at it and was like, yeah. And so for me in that, in that decision, you know, it took me days. I had to explain myself to him. I had to like, let him know I need time. I, I know I need time. I have to give myself this time. And then for him at the end, I, I presented it to him and his authority said, yes, got yes right away. Um, so it is really interesting that like you can be in a relationship with someone where those both things are true. And when you're making a decision together, um, a lot of times I will bring the decision to him and ask him the yes or no question so that he can feel his sacral. And, um, you know, if it's like a, I don't know for him, which it is a lot, then I, I use my authority. I make the decision for myself and then I present it to him. And then if it's a no for him, after I've already decided, yes, we do go back to the drawing board, you know, and we take both people into consideration Um, what about for you and Brian with, with his sacral response? Well, it's interesting because, um, well, I've noticed with my authority that I do constantly have to be checking in with myself all the time, every single day of, because I, I can have a tendency to just mull things over in my mind, right? Everyone can. And for me with my authority and me needing to talk it out, I can forget that I need to talk it out. 
And so I can be mauling over, you know, what should I do with my day? What should I do, you know, with all of these things that I need to work on? Where should we go for a trip and thinking about all the different options? And then I I'll do that sometimes for weeks. <laughs> it's like so ridiculous. And then I realize, oh my gosh, I just need to talk it out. And so I'll just start talking to myself or talking in the car or in the morning, just start talking about all of the different options. Or I'll say to Brian, I just need to talk this out really quick and then say it all out. I say that to you all the time. I just need to talk this out really quick. Like you can honestly ignore what I'm saying because I don't want my words to be influencing you mentally because I, this is my process of my body. So, um, it is having this awareness of, okay, my process is to talk it out, but other people's is not. So with Brian, um, a lot of times I will talk it out and then he'll be hearing all of the things that I'm saying. And then he'll hear what my truth, what I've come to. And then he'll feel like, I don't know what I want to do because I've been conditioning him, if you will, with all of the stuff that I'm saying mentally, he's then weighing, he's rationalizing because he's hearing all of these words. And so then I have to say, okay, I want to go to Bali, like this random example, but I want to go to Bali. Do you want to go to this place in Bali? And he'll say, yes, I love to go surfing there. And it's like, okay, this year, do you want to go to this place? And he's like, uh, I don't think so. And so it's okay. So let's, let's renegotiate this or re, um, ask this to you to consider both people's truth because his truth, I find, I found a lot of times, especially with generators that, um, who, who are very logical, especially with men generators, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that have an open emotional center, they, um, they can, they're, they're so conditioned to make sense, make sense of their decisions. And they're so conditioned to rationalize and make decisions from their mind and weigh the pros and cons so heavily that a lot of times they don't know what their truth is. When you tell them like, give me just a gut response, like, do you want this or this? And what, like, what is your body pulling you towards it? Do you want to go here? Yes or no. And they muddle down and make that voice really quiet, make their gut response really, really quiet to where a lot of times they don't know what they want when it is their gut. And they only know when they've rationalized because that's what they're used to. So it really is about trying to unbury that and let that be your main guiding force. And the way that you do that and the way that Brian has been kind of applying this in his life is with those little things with the email that pops up. How does your body feel with the text message that comes on your phone? How does your body feel? And if your body inside your sacral center in your gut, if your body feels like it wants to jump in and answer that text right away and it has energy, it's just like a yes. You don't think about it. That's, that's that feeling that you're looking for. Um, so with us, I do kind of do the same thing that you do where I go do my process and then I bring it to him and allow him to hear his truth in the moment. Yeah. And, and Jared, you know, being a manifesting generator, he is just so quick. Like his body changes so quickly. Um, 
he, I'll ask him something one day and it'll be a hell yes for him. And then I'll ask him the next day and it'll be a hell no. And then he tries to, he try, you know, I'll ask him like, do you want to go on this camping trip today? And he's like, no. And then he's like, but yesterday I said, yes. And now I'm saying no. And I'm like, nope, say no more. Your answer was no. That's the answer. You know, like even he'll have the sacral gut response and then he'll try to talk himself out of it. And it's, and so I've been practicing with him, like, no, I get the response. Like it is a primal guttural, like it just comes out of him. It's like, just stop right there. That's our answer. And whatever that answer is, we're not going to judge it. We're going to listen to it. We're going to trust it. We're going to honor it. And it's okay if it's no, I'm okay with it being a no, even though yesterday it was a yes today, it's a no, that's your truth. Like, great. Do you want to go do this instead? And so it really is about, Trust. I think in so much and yeah, trusting ourselves and knowing that you're never going to be steered wrong. We're so afraid of doing the wrong thing or making a mistake or missing something that other people did and we didn't do it and comparing ourselves. Like if someone else did this thing, do I need to do this thing? And the truth is that each of us are unique and each of us have this wisdom within our body that is here to guide us. And it's always right. It's always accurate. It always has our best interest in, um, in alignment. And so really is just about reprogramming ourselves to trust ourselves and whatever your, um, decision-making authority style is just really leaning into that and knowing that that is your truth period. And that, you know, knowing what your best friends are, knowing that that's their truth, period. And it really like makes things easier for me because I feel like in the past, before I had human designs awareness to support me, I would feel like if someone didn't want to do something, I could take it personally on myself. You know, like if this wasn't right for someone, they don't want to come do this thing with me. I'm thinking, you know, oh no, like, what does that have to say about me? Like, do they not want to come because of this or that or whatever? And you know, really like second guessing things. And now with this awareness, I can understand that things are just not right for people sometimes. And that doesn't mean that it's bad. It doesn't mean that it has any reflection on me. It just means this is not right for them at this moment. Right. And they don't have to have a reason, which is the whole point, right? That you don't have to have a reason why you don't want to do something or you do. And so if somebody says no, and that's their truth, great. Leave it there. Leave it at what that is because they don't need to have a reason. Um, and I think a lot of it, especially if you have sacral authority is getting in touch with what you want and trusting Mm -hmm. yourself. Like you were saying, really that first thing that came up, okay, I'm going to trust myself and just feeling, do I want this thing? Do I want this? Is my body pulling me here? And just kind of getting in touch with that, like truly those primal desires and wants and trusting the first thing that you feel in your body and following it relentlessly. Um, like I was saying in the beginning, being relentlessly authentic and trusting yourself is so important. Um, yeah, it's, I, I find that with Brian too, that he is the most in touch with his sacral response when he is doing something with his body. So when he's surfing, when he is, um, riding his motorcycle, when he, like when we were in Bali and we were riding a scooter around, he was driving and he would just go down these roads. And then we would end up at the perfect restaurant, the perfect cafe at the perfect lookout. We'd 
stumble across the most amazing temple and like get blessed by a monk and just like the most incredible experiences happen when he was trusting his body to lead us places. And, um, and it was so much easier for him to do when his mind was out of it and his body was taking the lead, whether that's standing up on his surfboard right at that perfect time to catch a wave or whether that's turning down this road with the bike. Um, it's easier for him to kind of mentally wrap his mind around him using his sacral responses when he thinks about how he does respond in the moment when he's doing physical things. But the goal is to be able to use that same guidance, that same feeling when it comes to a question that you're asked or. And a big question, a big one, like, do you want you know things that normally would stop us dead in our tracks? And conversely for Brian, the most frustrated you'll ever see him is when he is struggling with indecisiveness because he's using his mind and he's mulling over, um, rationalizing this versus that versus this versus that. And that's really where you'll see him in his not self the most. Um, yeah. And for Jared too, for, for Jared being a man, Jen, where I see him most in his not self is when he's bored and when he hasn't been able to have fun, fresh energy in his life, <laughs> yeah. he becomes toxic and the energy that he has in his body becomes a volatile um, missile that is like shooting off with no direction. Um, and so for him, for Jared being a manifesting generator, um, Whenever he is really feeling super bored and complacent and not having um, something exciting or challenging to do or fun to do, um, for him, once again, using his body, going out and going on a mountain bike ride, um, going out and hiking in the rain, going climbing, um, going out and building something with his hands, like building a shed. And then he'll come back in and he'll feel so much more satisfied and so much more clear. Um, really, once he's used his body, once he's used his energy. Um, and then also just to kind of give you guys an example of a manifester using their strategy in life. Um, since we don't have any manifestors in our personal lives, I just don't want to leave you guys out. Um, so for a manifester, really living your design and living your strategy and living your authority um, really does look like you informing um, all the time. So if a manifestor is feeling angry and they're just feeling like, you know, things are not going for them. People really don't understand them. People don't support them. They're feeling really burnt out. Just telling someone how they're feeling, telling someone that they feel burnt out, telling someone that they um, need a break. And they're not asking for anyone's help. They're not asking for anyone's permission to take a break. They're simply just explaining how they feel. And through that process, they really ignite other people's energy to either support them and be on board and want to help them personally or to not want to help them, but to just understand how they're feeling and to really hold space for them. And either one of those options feels really good for a manifester. And another example, let's say if you were a manifester with, um, with uh, ego heart um, authority, um, what that would look like in your life too, is when you're making these big decisions, kind of just like Shana's is with the G center is you have to talk. 
you have to open your mouth. You know, in real life, you're in work, let's say, and you have this problem and people need to know what you think. And you have to speak uncandidly if you have that authority coming from that ego center. So um, whether that looks like you just opening your mouth and blurting out the first thing that comes out right in the middle of that meeting, or whether that looks like you going to your office and stepping aside and um, blurting out in your office, the first thing that comes to mind, like you literally won't be able to hear your truth. You won't be able to know your truth unless you use your voice. So that I just wanted to give an example of like, if you were a manifester, what this would actually look like in your real life. And then also if you're a reflector, um, what would that look like in your real life living by your strategy and authority? So for a reflector, let's say you are um, wanting to move because you feel like the place that you live is not healthy for you and you feel like you feel anxious or unwell or the people that you're around are really not living authentically and it makes you feel really out of alignment. Um, so you've decided, okay, I want to move. But as a reflector, you really um, are here to let life and to let other people with a defined G-Center bring you to the next place in life. So you say, okay, I know I want to, to make a change. And you you speak it out to the universe. You, you make it clear within your mind. Um, and then you allow life to bring it to you. You allow a friend to come to you and say, hey, do you want to um, come move to this place and be my roommate? And then you have this option on the table and then your strategy as a reflector and your authority is to wait 28 days. So, you know, you might feel that pressure of, well, they need a roommate. So I have to answer in the next at least week. Otherwise this opportunity might not be there for me anymore. And you'll feel like, you know, you want to tell your mom and see what your mom says about it. And you're, you're going to want to research that place and see like, are there good jobs there? And all of that stuff is, uh, would be you holding on to conditioning. And instead, what a reflector really should do in that time is say, okay, I'm going to give myself a lot of time and I'm going to tune in with my body each day. I'm going to talk about this thing with different friends in different environments. I'm going to feel inside of my open centers in my body. What does this thing feel like? Um, I'm going to give myself time to change and flow and be all of these different ways. And then when I only when after that 28 days, when I have found that undeniable clarity, like, yes, this thing is right for me or no, it's not right for me. And then honoring that. So for a reflector, um, you really are everything. You're all of the energy types. You're all of the gates and channels and you're none of them all at the same time. So for you really just allowing, letting go more than any other type, um, releasing conditioning more than any other type, all of the things that other people do, none of that's right for you. What's right for you is just letting yourself flow, not rushing yourself, giving yourself that time and really, really waiting for that undeniable clarity that comes from within your body, in your core. I just know that this thing is right for me. And if that's not there, Don't try to convince yourself it's there. If you're not clear, don't try to say like, well, I kind of am clear. I kind of know. And like, I really need to move. And like this person, you know, has all these pressures and these external validations and blah, blah, blah. But just really knowing and trusting that 
when you make that decision correctly and you give yourself that time, that is for your highest good. And you don't need to be in fear. You don't need to pressure yourself to do things in a different way. And you don't need to um, follow timeframes the way that normal people like have to and the way that we are taught that we have to, but that if you give yourself that time, it'll work out anyways. And I find that so much of actually using human design in real life is holding space for yourself, your own process, and for the other people around you and really honoring how their process is helps you to honor how your process is. Um, so for example, with you and I in business, I, I always come to my clarity after we've had a business meeting or a discussion on what we're wanting to do. And we're talking about all the different options. And by the end of our conversation, I know what I want to do and what we should do. And then I, I, in, I find myself wanting to be like, okay, cool. So this is what we're doing. Right. And then I have to say, hold on, wait. So now that we've discussed this all let's, I just wanted to plant the seed with you. And let's talk about this next week, or let's talk about this tomorrow or in a few days. Um, and let me know how you're feeling to use your authority and always just kind of having this awareness of, um, using yours and holding space for someone else's. So the same could be for, if you have sacral authority and your loved one or partner or whatever has emotional, then you can say, do we want to host a retreat? And you say, yes. I feel like this is perfect or you have splenic authority and you feel like I just know that we need to host a retreat. I really feel like this is right. We need to do this in September. And then your partner has emotional to then say, okay, so get back to me in a few days with how you're feeling about it. And then we'll go from there and really allowing both of those, um, things to have the process that process that they need, um, to really get to that that clarity and that truth when you are deciding things, um, collectively, it's not just an individual decision. So yeah, a lot of, and the same thing with reflectors, you know, if you have a reflector friend honoring their process, not rushing them. And then if you are a reflector honoring your process while still allowing people to say what they feel in the moment and to speak their truth and to give themselves just a few days and to see if it'll make them happy. Um, the more that you can hold that space for other people, the easier it is for you to do it for yourself as well. Um, and just kind of like working through the dynamics. It is day by day by day to always check in and be like, oh, hold on, wait. Okay. Yep. You take a few days and we'll get back to it. And sometimes in our relationship, I... I do this a lot, actually, probably like a few times a week where, because I know that you need a few days, I will text you just to plant a seed of something or, and I might not even have used my authority yet and talked through it, but I'll just say, Hey, what do you think about, um, I don't know, ordering this for our boxes. And then I'll say, I just want to plant the seed with you. Get back to me in a few days. And then mm -hmm. when we get back and you've gotten clear, then I talk and talk and talk while, while you listen. <laughs> and, and then we've somehow come to the same decision and it works out mm -hmm. really well. So just kind of using those tactics in day-to-day -day life to support each other is so important so you can both grow and both be authentic as much as possible. 
Yeah. And um, just kind of going full circle, like back to our story in the beginning. um, It's so crazy to see how when you just focus on each day today, today I'm going to use my strategy for us, wait for the invitation. And today I'm going to make those big decisions when they come, if they come with my authority each day, that is what you are, you are focused on. That is what you come back to. Um, that is the work that you do. And then naturally your authority starts bringing you to these amazing decisions. For us, you start getting amazing invitations. You know, maybe for a generator, you start um, having amazing things start coming into your field of awareness that your body is getting super excited about. And that's your responding. And then you can really take action on those things that have come to you. But it really is each day, the work that we can do to integrate this really truly is taking responsibility and saying, what is my strategy? What is my authority? I am going to trust myself and I am going to unwaveringly um, honor this way that I function. And I'm going to surrender everything else. I know I want to change my life. I know I want this amazing career. I know I want this amazing partner, but I'm going to surrender figuring that out. And what I am going to do is put my intention on doing my part to live by my design, to follow my strategy, to follow my authority. And, um, I think that can be like a really unsexy part of human design. Like people want to hear that, like, you know, you get to hear all these amazing things about you with your channels and your gates and like, Ooh, I'm going to make all these things happen. But really the way that you make it happen is by releasing everything, by releasing your mind, by releasing, figuring it out and really just doing your part to really exchange your energy correctly with your strategy. And then doing your part to trust your inner knowing. And that comes from your authority and being, being honest with yourself. You know, if your authority tells you something that you're like, well, this is going to be crazy. Like my authority just told me that I have to move to Jamaica. Like my, what are my parents going to say? Like, that doesn't make any sense. And it really takes bravery. If your body genuinely told you something and it was clear as day to you to follow through with it. Um, and that is where the magic happens. That is where life starts carrying you and success finds you and satisfaction finds you and peace finds you and surprise finds you depending on what your energy type is. And you don't have to do that alone. Like trusting your authority doesn't have to be alone because you can literally ask the universe to support you and help you every single day in every single step. And that sounds really woo woo and kind of like, Ooh, okay. The universe is going to help you. But seriously, the more that you talk, even if you just can picture it as you're talking to yourself, like you are doing this with yourself, if that makes sense that you're, you're, you're observing your life and you're talking about these things and saying, okay, my clear as day. I know my body is telling me that I need to move to Jamaica. It doesn't have to be this holy shit. Okay. I'm doing this big thing alone. It is okay. Universe. I heard this message. I heard my body tell me this truth. Help me to follow my design. Help me to trust myself. Help me to lean in and act upon my authority. I'm ready. And like, you better have my back. Like, let's do this together. I'm showing up, show up for me as well. 
And just knowing that, that you can always at any moment, regardless if you've been in your head for days, or if you've been making decisions with your mind and now you, you know, are doing something that you don't love, you can always at any point, come back to your awareness, drop into your body, use your truth, use your strategy and authority, talk to the universe and change your life. It's never too late. It's never like passed you up or anything. Um, so the word that are the two words that really have been my mantra through using my strategy and authority are relentless authenticity. Like I want to be relentlessly authentic. I want to be relentlessly using my gifts and relentlessly being true and not being fake and not being like, oh, I'm so in alignment or, oh, I'm so high vibe. Like, no, I want to be relentlessly authentic. What is my truth right now? Am I using my strategy and authority? Actually, am I? Check myself. Okay, I am. Cool. And that always feels really, really good to kind of be that truth checker for yourself Mm -hmm. and to really, really do the work. Yeah. Yeah. So we hope that, um, this like story time rambling has been helpful for you guys, because we know that a lot of these theories are, um, very theoretical and they're very like, you know, esoteric and you're like, okay, like you've said respond 10 times and now I have no idea what that word even means anymore. So that's why we wanted to share, share these stories, um, with you guys. And as always, you guys know where to find us on Instagram at Dayluna. We love hearing your guys' stories there. We love hearing about how you have been using your strategy and authority and how that's been working for you. And if you are in a partnership and this um, story has inspired you to want to understand how you and your partner, whether it's your business partner your romantic partner, how your um, authorities play out and how you can support each other. Uh, We do have readings that we do online for two people. So if you and your partner or you and your business partner want to do a reading together, that has 100% been one of the most helpful uses of human design for Shana and I is navigating our business partnership and knowing how our designs are different, knowing how that they're the same. So that isn't a reading that you guys can do. Um, you can find those readings and book them on our website, daylunalife.com. Um, that's also where you can go to book a live personal one-on-one reading with Shana and I and learn more about your design. And in our readings, we really love hearing where you are in your personal journey, because obviously when you're in different places in your human design journey, this information is going to help you in different ways and it's going to help you find different things. So we do think it's really important to kind of hear where you are in your life, what's actually happening so that we can help apply this information into your actual life, into real time, into real examples of real people who this has really changed um, because it is so theoretical and it is so, um, so much about trust and so much about, um, you know, really going out on a limb and honoring these things that are in your chart. So we really love to hear how this stuff has actually changed people's lives. And we're so grateful for the way that human design has actually changed ours because our lives have never felt more authentic and they've never felt more real. And we've never felt more grateful to just be who we are and release everything that we thought were flaws about ourselves and see how 
really, they are powerful, powerful gifts that are here for a reason. Everything about yourself is perfect. Everything about yourself is perfectly designed to help you live out your life purpose and to be the medicine that you are here to be in this lifetime. And you can be successful. You can be happy. You can be thriving just by being who you are and by letting go of conditioning and trusting yourself and knowing that you are perfect the way you are and that it just is awareness about really honoring who you are and stepping in to the highest vibration of that. So thank you so much for being here with us today, you guys. Um, We love keeping the conversation going on our Instagram and we are wishing you guys so much peace and surrender and trust in yourself. And we are deeply, deeply grateful to be here on this self-discovery journey with you guys. Have a beautiful rest of your day.